Welcome to the Heart Family Ministry Podcast is what we're calling it. Until we come up with a better name and let's see, it's three dedicated staff members seeking to help families navigate what it looks like to build disciples at home. Understanding that the church is partly at fault for the reason. Uh, maybe that hasn't been stressed a whole lot because the church has said for a lot of years, uh, hey, we will disciple your kids, just drop them off. And here we are trying to navigate what it looks like to say, oops, um, the focus should really be on the home. You building disciples at home, and some people do it naturally almost, it seems like, and we would cheer them on. But as a church, how do we partner in nav- uh, helping families navigate that massive task of building disciples at home when the world kind of really does not support that and discourages it? Also, we know that the family is being attacked. And it has been for a long time, and so we're here to throw whatever we can out there, resources, tools, ideas. It's kind of wide open when it comes to family discipleship, everything from money to dating to who knows what. Today, we're going to be tackling uh, how to get your kids to church, part one is what I'm going to say. I think there might be two or three parts to this, honestly. And on the hot seat today is our own Jennifer Dooley. Uh, she is going to be kind of tackling the, the one to 10-year age group is what's in her home right now. we got some questions to uh, to prompt her, but Jennifer, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Yay. But uh, it's funny that we're talking about this today. My husband has been out of town this week, and I've had to get three children up and ready and lunches and book bags and spirit week clothes, everything ready this week while he is gone. So you got some fresh, fresh stories. Fresh thoughts about fresh this. Fresh thoughts, all yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, William Bishop is here, obviously. Uh, I'm Paul Allen. So that's the three of us. That's who the three dedicated <laughs> staff members are. So, uh, William, throw your first question out there to Jennifer to get this going. Well, you know, the whole topic of, of how to get kids to church is, is actually interesting to me, even though I don't have kids. From a youth pastor's perspective, how is it that you get your kids to prioritize church and not just force them to come here? Okay, well, let's let's just say right now my kids are nine, almost ten, seven, and four. So they do what we tell them to do right now. Sure. Um, now, they love coming here. Um, they would choose to be here. Tegan wakes up on most giving mornings. He's the little one and says, we go to Sunday school? <laughs> He's ready. He, he would be okay to get up and come to Sunday school every day. But, um, you know, I think you have to find a church that's right for you and your family. And then... You have to be the example of getting up and loving to go to church every morning or every Sunday morning. So that that to me right now is how I would answer that. Now, once they're 15, 16, that's a different a different week on the podcast, right? Definitely. But uh, right that's now, that's it. What would you say is the um, hardest stage? Is, is there a hardest stage up to 10 years old? Like babies, was yeah. it, you know, you just throw them in the little carrier thing and <laughs> drop them off. Yeah, but, you, I mean, you think that's all you do, but they mess up an outfit as soon as you put them on and you have to have a bag ready with supplies for any possible outcome, you know, different clothes, different food, blankets, coats, socks. Okay. Babies are hard. So is that harder than, let's say, three or four-year-old? No. No. No, I'd say harder. three or four is the hardest. Once they hit about five, 
six, seven, they start dressing themselves. You know, you lay the clothes out. They help pick out their clothes and and they're good to go on a Sunday morning. But no, those three and three year olds to me, that's been the hardest. Okay, that with was all three be of my kids. One of my questions too, and 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 was was about the whole practicality, like setting out the clothes. You actually do that mm. the night before. I mean, what if you're? Oh, Paul. do you do that perfectly every week? It's not perfect every week, but I'm one of those moms who. What if we need to take a picture on Sunday morning? So their clothes kind of need to coordinate a little bit, and so we go through the color matching. William's shaking his head at me. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> no, uh, we we do get clothes ready. And the night before on Sundays, I, I get their clothes ready for the whole week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is a whole new level of. Well, but it's how we get here on time on Sundays. Okay. So by, by we, is that you or does Tim? Um, Tim keeps them entertained okay. while I pick out their clothes. <laughs> yes. Now, and I have a daughter, so she likes a little more input with mm-hmm. what she is going to wear. Any struggles with like, no, you can't wear that to church? Not yet. Not yet. No, because we still buy their clothes. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But, you know, going to a church that's a little more casual, you know, if the kids want to wear shorts during the True. summer, they wear yeah. shorts. If they want to wear jeans on Sunday, they wear jeans. If if they want to dress up, they dress up. I, one of my kids likes to wear suspenders and bow ties. Actually, right. two of them do. They don't mind that at all. So Right. I, yeah. I mean, okay, here we are. We're, we are staff members. I guess right. that sets us apart a little bit. But mm-hmm. I'm... Sitting there saying clothes, it doesn't matter. Come yeah. however you need to to church. But I understand there's a uh, kind of a socially acceptable. You want to dress your kids up for church, especially yeah. Easter Sunday's coming. Oh, you want yeah. to look nice. Yeah. But still, I say our programming, hopefully it's the sort of thing where, hey, bring your kids in PJs if you need to. Yeah. You know, just, just get them here. We'll have a good time. Yeah, I agree. I think that's where we are. And as a family, I have gotten um, a lot looser with exactly what you just said. If, if we don't look our best on Sundays, that is okay. Definitely. Because we're not here to look our best. You made it. Um, right. <laughs> kind of along those lines, what about breakfast on Sunday mornings? I'm so glad you asked this because here's my number one tip for getting your kids to church on a Sunday morning. Get them dressed first, then eat breakfast. Really? Okay. Because it, you may spill something on the outfit, but they're dressed You can eat a granola bar in the car and take a juice box, but you're dressed and ready to go. That that's our that's those are our thoughts. Now I grew up in a house where my dad cooked every Sunday morning. We got up, we had a nice big breakfast, then we got dressed. That does not work for us right now. (laughs) Right. So that's a super helpful hint. And uh, what the what about churches kind of providing snacks for kids in the morning? Are you down with that? We're like, totally you're like, oh, we don't that. have to worry about food anymore. Yeah, I mean, that would be. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe we should think about we've that. We've navigated that some, like with students. Yeah. On, on Sunday mornings, to have a snack for them mm-hmm. to one incentivize them to get here and eat. <laughs> But then to take that off the parents, too, or it's like, grab a Pop-Tart. No, never mind. Church has Pop-Tarts. Go. Yeah. I mean, so, a lot of schools do breakfast now. So yeah, Something to think about. That is something to think about. Because it's another, I mean, it can become a real yes. <laughs> time killer when you're it trying can. to get to church. See, we're not big with eating in the car. I mean, we don't care if the kids eat in the car. Yeah. So if they need a granola bar in the car, that's what we do. Yeah, same, same here. All right, William, yeah. throw one of your great questions out there. I mean, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but how do you balance respect for the church mm-hmm. and then the the worldly selfish desire to look up and, and, mm-hmm. and get your appearance prettied up and make sure you look like that good church family? Because I grew up, let me give a caveat to that question. 
one of the biggest nightmares when I was a child was trying to get ready to get to church, find your church clothes, and get your church socks, and get your church shoes that I haven't worn all week, and I have no idea where my black socks are, and I'm stealing my brothers, and they're stealing mine, and this is ultimately we get into this fight, and we hate Sunday mornings yeah. because mom and dad rightly were saying, hey, we're going to, to the Lord's house. We need to dress appropriately, make sure you look good, and then it became more of a struggle and a hindrance and a block for me, mm-hmm. and then now as a youth pastor, I'm, I'm with Paul. I'm like, I, I, you could come in here in chacos and jeans and I'm not going to care one yeah. bit. Like don't worry about you know, church socks, but how do you balance that with your kids? That is not a struggle. Um, I think preparing on Saturday night really helps. So things are laid out. So that doesn't, you know, the church clothes things, even if we did dress super nice on Sundays, those church clothes are already found. We know exactly where they are. They're hanging right at the front of the dresser, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> You know, my kids, when, when they fill out those questions at Mother's Day where, you know, your favorite thing about mom, when does mom look her best? Sunday mornings. <laughs> nice. That's that's the answer that they've always said. Like, even my nine-year-old, when he did one this past Mother's Day, it was Sunday morning. So when I say we're away from that completely, we're not um, because, you know, I do want to look our best when we're here. Yeah. And it is much more of a worldly thing than we're going to God's house. So I, I don't know and I don't know a good answer to that. I think you have to get your mindset. The church I grew up in, you did wear your Sunday best on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I had to get past that a little bit for for my family now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you say get past that, Does that makes sense. Me mm-hmm. m- mentally, I yeah. had a block where, where Tim wanted to wear jeans on Sunday when we first got married, and I was like, you cannot wear jeans at Sunday morning. But the pastor's wearing jeans. Okay, you can wear jeans. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I and so for me, it, it was a block. What put that block there for you? Growing up that way. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's good to occasionally for us to say we are podcasting from the Bible Belt or the yeah. for, the former Bible Belt, where sure. where there's a ton of tradition built into how you present yourself on a Sunday morning, and that does impact the family and how you get to church. Mm-hmm. And so, what we're kind of uh, unintentionally camping out on here is, oh, wow, there are some stereotypical or, or you yes. know, traditional things that we think we need to put on families that probably shouldn't be there. Yeah. I mean, look nice, look presentable, but get to get right. to church. And if you're in shorts and, and flip-flops, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll navigate that, you know, and, yeah. and should we even have to navigate it? Okay. But it's tradition. It's, it's, it's where we're from, uh, but we're realizing uh, if we're talking about building disciples at home, let's mm-hmm. not put unrealistic expectations on what a disciple is. Right. Because it's not, you know, yeah. having your makeup and your hair done yeah. perfect on a Sunday to be a disciple. No. So, I mean, as as a mom, yeah. if, if that's what you're hearing culturally, mm-hmm. how did you work through prioritizing being present and attentive in a Sunday morning service and not being prim, proper, dressed well in the, the quiet family in the back? I mean... <laughs> I think societally we put those pressures on people. Right. But how did you break out of that? Well, the three kids do help because Mm -hmm. my focus is now getting them ready and less on getting me ready. Mm -hmm. So that helps. Also, we wear T-shirts a lot in the children's ministry. Yeah. And that has helped a lot. Like I know I'm wearing my HCBC kids shirt or my I Am Essential shirt. These are all shirts that we've given to our Sunday school teachers. So I have them. I'm going to wear them on Sunday morning so that somebody knows I work in the children's department. So that's really helped me. That's a much more recent thing. But the three kids, really, when your priorities shift from 
how you look on a Sunday morning to just having clothes on your children. <laughs> yeah. That that helps mm-hmm. that mind shift. All right, let's 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 get a little more gritty and okay. personal. Uh, realistically, how have you dealt with the meltdowns, the Sunday morning tragedies that always seem to happen on Sunday mornings or Wednesday always. nights if you're yeah. lead, leading something on Wednesday night? Yeah. How have y'all navigated some of that? Um, you are consistent no matter when it happens. So if it happens on a Sunday morning, you do the same thing as if it was Tuesday going to bed, you know, and you make that teaching moment, that teachable moment with your child, a priority over being on time for church. Awesome. Makes good sense. Um, not that you're, any of your kids have ever had meltdowns. Or right, my, like or yesterday mine. morning. Right. Nothing, nothing yeah. ever happens in our house, no. Let's transition into this question. What? Because I can't relate to this. I've been on a church staff ever since I've had kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know any different. Right. But for you, yeah. is it was it easier to get your kids to church? And now you've always probably been heavily involved sure. as either a, a, a volunteer or you know intern, now full time staff member sort mm-hmm. of thing. But before you were like fully on staff, was yeah. it easier to get your kids to church then, or is, is it harder? So it's. Um, Tim and I say that we have put ourselves in a place now where we cannot miss church. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that is how we get here every single Sunday on time, every single Sunday. If we were not involved, whether it be staff or not, okay. if we were not involved, it is way too easy to sleep in or just come to the 11 o'clock service. All right. That, Does that make me, sense? Let me camp out there. That is huge in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. What you just said, she's put herself in a position where she can't miss church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can relate to that also like in my own devotional life. Yeah. Because of the different things I'm involved in, I've kind of put myself in a position where if, if I miss a day in the Word, I'm going to be faking it, and folks are going to pick up on that, and it's going to hurt, you mm-hmm. know? And the same with our families and our time schedule. Yeah. If you have made it where you kind of can't miss church because you're committed to this and that, not that it's all about works and commitment no, but no, no for your family you're basically saying that we we go to church that's what we do that's right it's and, a priority uh, yeah i was i was wanting to throw this in here at some point because i thought this was funny this week i was talking to a guy here at church and he's he was telling me a story and he said uh he said yeah me and my brother and sister growing up we had a drug problem i was like oh i didn't know that because i was like you know i would not see that in you he's a grown man now a church leader i'm like oh i didn't know that he said yeah my mom drug us to church every chance she got, <laughs> and he laughed, and I was like, oh, I get it. But that is huge. Yeah. That Again, I think the former generation, that's a lot of the approach was we're, we're taking you to church whether you want it or not. Yeah. Um, then we shifted into a time, it seems like in our culture, where it was all about you, 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 you. What do you want as a kid? You know, and made it all about you, and we're still there, probably even worse. But now as a church, we're kind of waking up saying, wait, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not all about you. And if we're really going to fulfill the Great Commission and try to build disciples in our homes, it's really not about you. It's about Him. It's about serving Jesus. And so, hey. And that's important that they see. They're, my kids aren't just being drugged to church every Sunday. Right. Why are we here? And so we want to let them know as much as possible. We're here because we need to be surrounded with fellow believers. This this boosts us up so we can get through that regular work week. You know, we yeah. have this... Um, you know, joint praise that mm-hmm. we can offer together with people sitting around us. And so I guess that's important too. 
on that same note that they're not just being drugged to church. Right, because that's what will transition into part two of this is after 10, 11 years old, um, you can drag them to church, uh, but if they don't have friendships built here, they're really going to start to not enjoy it very much. And so having them here and understanding it's a community, it's a culture, it's people that we do life with, and they start to see their peers here, that's huge, but we'll wait yeah. for next week to get more into that. Well, and and the same thing is said if you only come once a month. Mm. Yeah, you know, right? You those are not your peers if you're only seeing them once a month. Okay. And here in our Zoom world, yeah, I mean, I know we've dealt with a ton of that lately, having yeah. to Zoom everything because of the pandemic and all. But people have said it, it's not the same as being there, right? And and we know that, and it's helpful in some circumstances and situations for sure. But um, yeah. Being there and building mm-hmm. relationships consistently, more than once a month, more than even mm-hmm. once a week. Right. All right. These are our people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I got one more, unless William's got another one. All right. Last one, okay. and this again, this will really go into next week too. But using church as discipline. Oh, thoughts on that? I have lots of thoughts on that. It is not a punishment, nor is it a reward. Don't be too harsh. I've done it myself. <laughs> But that's for later years. Okay, go for it. Talk um, more about it. You, you know, it, we've talked about it so much right now. Church is not a, a punishment. You want your kids to want to be here. So if getting up on Sunday morning is, you have got to go to church. That is what we do. Okay, you know what? If you don't enjoy sitting with that friend, why don't you come sit with me for Sunday school? Offer other options. Still get them here. They want to be here. They're still hearing something, even if it's not geared towards their age. But it's not a punishment. You're right. not just, you have to go. But at the same time, to me, it, I hate hearing somebody say, well, they didn't get their room clean, so they didn't get to come to Wednesday night. <gasps> okay, wait. So you're saying a clean room is more important than the music or missions? That's what we have here. But then... Than that on a Wednesday night? Wait, wait. I'm yeah. sorry, Paul. I'm no, calling it's you out there. No, it, it, and it, and I get it. The reality, but yeah. But I I, I agree. That, that I hate that. Like that's my. You know, if people have pet peeves, that that may be one of my pet peeves. Well, it's cool when your kids do love church. Yeah, and, because it's effective. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, hey, you're not going to church until you clean your room. That right. sort of thing. Uh, but it, it is a fine line for sure. And and yeah. Yeah. And it's a different thing if it's a fun event, right? Yeah. That I get. Right. Like yeah. a special, a special right. church events. Yeah, that I get. I got a couple more tips. Go for it. Just things that we've yeah. worked through. Uh, I have to be here early on Sunday mornings like like y'all do. Um, so Tim and I have, have worked through several different things with the number of children and the ages of the children. Of Do we drive separate? Do we drive together? We like coming together as a family. And so that is something that we strive to do every Sunday. And it doesn't happen every single Sunday, you know, if there's meetings or things after church. But that's something you've got to work out with your family. We really like, they. we all ride together. We have certain worship songs that we sing on our way. The kids get to pick. They love, you know, hearing their song. And they drop me off. And then Tim takes them at that point to go get money out of the bank for the tithe. And so to, to us, that's important. They're seeing that because yeah. they may not be sitting with us or seeing the envelope turned in. Um, you know, in the in the box or anything, but they know that Tim. Of course, they think you just go to the bank to get money. They don't. <laughs> we've had to have some talks about that's our money that we're getting out of the bank. But um, 
you know, I we have found that that's an important thing to to show them, and it works. And they may just pick up a cup of coffee or something for me mm-hmm. to bring back when mm-hmm. they come. But it's worked really well um, to for us. So uh, encourage people to not give up on if you're not here on time. Don't don't let that keep you from coming. But whatever you can find that works for your family, you know, you may have to try a few things. The eating breakfast in the car. You know, riding together, riding separate, whatever it is, don't give up because, right. and as your kids change, that schedule is going to change too. Something popped in my head when you're saying that. I don't know, this has nothing to do with getting kids to church, uh, but just a free piece of wisdom someone told me one time was that when you're sitting in church with your family, uh, I can't remember who this was at church, but they said, don't let your kids sit between you, sit next to each other. As an example to your kids that you and mom or you and dad, we're, we're, our priority is each other mm-hmm. and you guys can sit on each side of us. And, and it doesn't sound like anything at all, but I noticed that it did actually help. Cause if we had a kid or two between us, we're like trying to talk to each other, like, what? I don't know, you know, yeah. and, and the kids are getting our attention and we're real distracted by them. But when we're sitting next to each other and arms around her or whatever, and kids are like, Hey, you sit, and so it was just a weird thing. I like that. It was a, it, it, the, you know, if you do that, if you don't do that, no big deal. But yeah. when I did that, I noticed a difference, and I felt unity, and also riding together. It's probably because you talk yeah. about, hey, sometimes it's worth it to make the effort mm-hmm. to ride together to church, to get out of the car together, to walk right. in together. Other times, I get it that hey, your schedule is this, mine's this. Especially when your kids start driving themselves, it's like wow, yeah. cool freedom. Yeah. Anything else come to mind? I'm sure there's more, but... We've covered a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. we have. No. It's something that we've had to work on. I mean, we've been married for 13 years, and um, it's gotten better with kids, honestly, because we have to be a team. Yeah. Before, we fought almost every Sunday before we had kids. Yeah. Because one of us tends to be late. It's me. I tend to be late. Right. Yeah, we could get yeah. into a lot of other areas of like sitting yeah. in the car and waiting and yeah. just arms folded. Yeah. Where's everybody? Come on, I'm ready to go. And then he, he likes to say, "What can I do to help you?" <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the magic words that I hate to hear. What can I do to help you? Yes. Nothing. <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, that's what you can Don't do. talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is cool. I didn't even think of this, but when we actually go live with this podcast. And if people throw comments in there and give yeah. us their ideas, that could be really helpful stuff. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't be mean to us. Don't say our ideas are crazy <laughs> and that we're losers. But, you know, give us your ideas. Give us your input on what's worked for you as a family. Uh, that'd be helpful. Definitely. Maybe, maybe we'll write a book one day or something. Oh, right, there we go. get your kids to church part one. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for us. So thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to next time we'll talk about uh, what it looks like after 10 years old. Sounds good. All right. Thanks.